Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number five of the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton, and joining me, as always, is my good buddy. This is Ryan. And this week, man, we have a game for you. A game that I truly enjoyed, man. Like, real, real quick, first, just first thoughts. What? How did you feel coming out of this game? This this game was pretty good. This was better than last week's for sure. Like miles better, but oh god, yeah, by like a an ocean. Yeah, yeah, so much better. Yeah. Um, but before before we get into that, I would like to say that two things that I saw floating about on Twitter that I was quite excited about is that uh, Neptunia Virtual Stars, which is known as VVVVVTunia or something like that over in Japan. Uh, was announced that it is going to get a Western release, but they have not released any more details other than the fact that it is coming at some point. And, you know, we've covered one of the Neptunia games already, and yeah. uh, I, th- I, b- I believe that this new game coming out is going to be a hack and slash. Oh, so nice. It'll, it, it'll be more along those lines. Um, hopefully it has less of the, the one aspect and more of the game and action aspect, but we'll see. Yeah. Good, I know good, good on the hack and slash for that game, but let's see if they have an actual storyline or a plot to it. <laughs> yeah, apparently it has to do with um, some virtual pop stars and stuff. So that you know, typical Japanese fanfare. It'll be awesome. Now instead of best be inter- instead of best interviews, they're going to get to go for most views on social media. <laughs> yeah, who can get the most likes? Yeah, pretty much. And then another thing that excited me that I saw, and it was actually a post from our buddy James from the JRPG report that pointed this out to me, and that is Ease 9 is getting a Western release, and it is slated for 2021. No firm date yet, but I am excited because Ease 8 was incredible. Um, I played it on my Switch, and now I am wanting to play it on PC, so I added it to our list. Oh, fun. So that'll be that'll be cool. Another series that I have no idea about. Like, well, okay, so you liked the combat in Neptunia U. Yeah. Um, take that and put it into a RPG, an, an RPG game with a full-fledged, really good story. And that's basically what Ease is. It's an action RPG. Okay. okay. Graphics look... I mean, I've loaded it up to see what it looks like compared to the Switch on my PC, and it's a world of difference. Okay world of difference as far as look but man it's super fun um i think you'll enjoy it when we get to it and you never know that could be our next game you just you never know we'll see our randomizer has been pretty wild so far yeah yeah especially since i decided to randomize the list every time as well too so we're going completely just blind shots yeah steamy's throwing us for a loop on these games yeah man he's keeping us busy but you know i'm happy that's why that's why we created him yeah. Well, today, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, actually, before we get to that, I would like to give a quick shout out to my buddy Blue and his podcast. I believe it's called Blue Presents a Podcast, and it is a music podcast. And he has on different artists or people who really enjoy music to talk about kind of like what music means to them, uh, like how or how they got started in the music business. If they are in a band, you know, if if you're into rock or even like hip hop, you know, he doesn't really uh, discriminate as far as music genres i definitely suggest checking out blue presents a podcast um and if i get that name wrong i will correct it in the show notes because i will get with him afterwards i think that's right um, is okay good good i think that's right. um he mentioned to me that he would like to have me and you on at some point to discuss some video game music and i think that would be pretty cool yeah the soundtracks and the scores are some of these games they have a lot of depth and a lot of story to them and like absolutely some of these games would feel completely off if it wasn't for the score like for instance something like skyrim you take away that like epic orchestral soundtrack away from that game it's nothing yeah yeah i can i can totally see that um, another game that would be like that, I would say, would probably be uh, our game today, The Outer Worlds. Like yeah. the some of the some of the tracks in this game that we're playing during some suspenseful moments really helped amp up that. Oh, and that's and that's another thing. Any any survival horror game ever would not be scary if it didn't have music, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, certain composers have found that a sequence of notes or in a certain chord actually spikes human levels of like anxiety and 
everything and it makes it much worse than what it would be if it was like just quiet you know what's funny what's funny about that is i uh on the last episode when i mentioned that youtuber horrible reviews he reviewed a movie that the entire movie has those frequencies playing in the background uh, so so oh, it's like probably the whole movie awful. is supposed to just hurt it's supposed to just like really disturb you and give you oh, anxiety while you're watching it <laughs> i bet like, I'm like that, is, that is there's um i forget the name of this but it's like an ED, edm band and they have one song where they Apex do, twin no it's not them oh. <laughs> but they do their whole they do one whole track in those tones and those notes that induce anxiety and i'm just like why no <laughs> thank you yeah no thank you i deal with that enough daily as it is yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> okay so we'd love to have him on sometime too if we ever you know come across a game that's got a really good soundtrack you know get him on and we'll get on here and talk about it or something. yeah it'll be cool man but you know that'll come up with time we'll let all the listeners know when that comes about but today we are we played the outer worlds by obsidian entertainment and i want to start off and just give you a little history about obsidian because i personally love this company you know i've been playing their games for a long time and uh, I think you have played a few of them, too, uh, over the years and didn't realize it, or have heard of them, at least. Yeah. Um, Obsidian Entertainment, Inc. is an American video game developer based in Irvine, California. Oh, and I want to go ahead and preface. I got this from Wikipedia, so I just don't want people to think like I'm reading like a robot. It's just because it's written probably by a robot. It was founded in June 2003, shortly before the closure of Black Isle Studios, an ex-Black Isle employee uh, by Exile. Shit, take two. By ex-Black Isle employees, Fear... This is the coolest name ever. Fergus Urquhart. That's his actual name. <laughs> Wait, what? Hold on. It's, Are you on the Wikipedia page? Yeah, for, for the Outer Worlds. Fergus Urquhart. Let's see what we got. Or it might be on Obsidian's wiki page, not... Uh, it might be uh, just pronounced Fergus. Fergus? Because he, he is Scottish, like... Well, I would have put an A in there and just been fear gas. Yeah. <laughs> just dressed like Scarecrow all the time. So it's, pr- it's probably Fergus. So, Fergus Urquhart, Chris Avalon, Avalone, uh, Chris Parker, Darren Monahan, and Chris Jones. Although they have created original intellectual property, many of their games are sequels based on licensed properties. Early projects include Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords, and Neverwinter Nights 2, both sequels to Bioware-developed games. The team then developed their first original game, Alpha Protocol, in 2010. And other notable works from Obsidian include Fallout New Vegas, Dungeon Siege 3, and South Park The Stick of Truth, all which are also licensed properties. South Park's fantastic. I want to point out that uh, Fallout New Vegas and South Park are on our list. Nice. Is, is um, Stick of Truth or is like the the fractured butthole on there as well? Well, both both of them are on there. Good. Um, both of them. I made sure. To, yeah, that's a continuing story, so we got to continue the, from one to the other. The fractured butthole. <laughs> the that's fractured right. butthole. Yeah. I remember that commercial where they were. Is say the that, uh, that mobile game? <laughs> yeah. Is the mobile game also part of that universe? Um, no, I don't believe so. The no. the quest for cards or whatever it is. Uh, South Park's... Uh, it's like destroy your phone or something like that. Yeah, that's what it is. Destroy your phone. Phone, uh, phone destroyer or something like that. But um, So throughout the studio's history, many projects including Future Blight, Dwarfs, Alien, Crucible, and Stormlands were canceled. Due to having so many projects canceled, the company entered a severe financial crisis in 2012, and as a result, Obsidian decided to crowdfund their next game, Pillars of Eternity, which is a role-playing game from an isometric perspective, which ultimately became a success and saved the studio from closure. The team's focus then changed from developing licensed titles to creating original games based on the studio's own intellectual property, including a sequel to Pillars of Eternity, which was Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire. And I would like to add both of those to our list eventually. Yeah. I've heard they're really good. Never even Uh, heard of them. And then all the games that they've done in our list that we have are as follows. Fallout New Vegas, Tyranny, South Park The Stick of Truth, Knights of the Old Republic 2, and eventually, like I said, the Pillars of Eternity games. So we will be seeing Obsidian quite a few times in this list. 
full. But in November in November 2018, it was announced that the studio had been acquired by Microsoft and become part of Microsoft Studios, also known as Game Xbox Game Studios. And their latest release is the science fiction RPG The Outer Worlds, which brings us to our game of the week. So, I gotta I gotta scroll down my notes. I actually took enough notes that I have to scroll this time. Holy shit! So my first my first and foremost question for you about this game: Who was your favorite companion? Why was it Parvati? <laughs> See, Parvati was cool. She was the first companion I picked up, and I only picked up one other companion. I, I went the entire game with Parvati and Felix. For real? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just just the two companions. Just that. That's it. Like, oh, I, di- I didn't really do many side quests or anything like that. I just straight storylined it for the most part. Like, straight right. storylined it. Um, well, I, w- I will say that there are... And as far six. as, like, the favorite of the two companions, I didn't really like either of them. There was plenty of times where I sent their ass back to the ship because they kept fucking dying on me. Like, it's like, no, I could do this quest better without you. Get the okay, fuck out so- of here. Like, my my, ne- my next question is, um, did did you realize that you could like give them skill ups? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was making sure. And did you did you change their armor? Did you keep their armor up to date and things? Yeah, yeah. No, they, I they were I still updated, dying. I updated all their armor. I updated their weapons. I fucking gave them all their skill points and everything. And Damn. they were just dumb. I even changed like them from being aggressive to defensive and. Like, make them hover close to me instead of running off. And, nope, they fucking died all the time. Just like I did, though. Like, I mean, if you run out into a hail of bullets, somebody's going to die. Like, Yeah, I think think you had a much harder time with this game than me. Because I think I can count on, like, both of my hands how many times my companions died. Oh, no. There's, (laughs) yeah, especially, like, the last mission. I probably died about 20 times in 20 minutes on certain parts of that last mission like well we'll, we'll I, get there yeah first person shooters aren't really like they used to be my thing way back in the day but not so much me anymore like so i was honestly surprised and we'll get back to the companions in a second but i just i was honestly surprised that you did not try to go the pacifist route because you can totally play this game passive like yeah and only only kill when you need to I, see like i thought about that I thought about, like, creating a second save load and flopping back and forth between how I played it and how I played, like, how I started and how I would typically play. But starting this game, you just crash land on this place. You have no idea, like, who the hell you are, no idea where the hell you are, no idea what the hell you're supposed to be doing. And then the first couple of people that you run into, they're like, oh, we don't know you. So I'm like well, fuck, I don't want to get, like, ambushed by a bunch of soldiers or ambushed by a bunch of people that don't know me because I'm some stranger. I'm going to fucking kill you. I don't want you, like, calling <laughs> in somebody to tell them, like, hey, I just ran into this person. So, like, literally, like, the first five people I ran into this game, dialogue, 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 bullet to the face, dead. Like, I'm going to take your guns, I'm going to take your armor, give me everything, no one knows I'm here. So, oh man well uh, you you unintentionally kill somebody in the beginning it's like when uh when phineas uh, yeah un- unfreezes you and tells and sends you down from the hope which is where you were frozen and there yeah are tons of other colonists frozen you're supposed to meet uh captain hawthorne yeah well, apparently. alex hawthorne or something like that yeah and he is apparently just like standing right where the fuck you're supposed to land <laughs> that <laughs> yeah the navigation system or the trajectory <laughs> the the trajectory chart on that flight was spot on like it found him and it found him perfectly like yeah phineas is like i told him not to hold the beacon <laughs> it's like, yeah oh god so right off the bat i was like okay this game's gonna be funny like there's gonna be some humor to it and dude i had the option at one point i had a dialogue option that said i'm gonna wring your scrawny neck you sprat fuck and <laughs> like oh man it killed yep. me i laughed so hard yeah but um so real quick back to the companions there were six in yeah. total that you come across as you go along the first one you meet being parvati yeah and she's like the mechanic chick 
and she's very sweet. Uh, what would you call her accent? She's definitely got a North accent, like a. I the the the, the accents were very generic and not really discernible from actual yeah. accents, but it was something like yeah, it was like like North Northeast somewhere up in there, like not necessarily a specific area. Yeah, but she had that. She didn't have Southern twang to it. Let me just put no, it that way. No, you know, it, it was nothing like that. So no. Um, and then after her, you come upon Vicar Max. The Vicar. Now, dude, you missed the fuck I out by skipping I probably did. I probably did. But, like, my dialogue, my my playthrough, it's like, yeah, I, I'm the Vicar here. This is a pretty religious place. I need you to find this, this her- heretic book. And I'm just like, a book? No thanks. See you later. <laughs> like so, so I, I, I went and got the book for him, right? I went and picked it up and killed the enemies and all of that. I bring it back to him and he gets it and he goes, What what the fuck is this? It's in French? I can't read fucking French. What the fuck am I supposed to do with this? And I was like, Ooh. Oh man. Man God man got pissed real quick. Yeah. And and uh so he tells you that he knows somebody who would be able to translate it. So once you make your way to, I believe it was Monarch in, yeah, near Cascadia. Oh, fucking Monarch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get there. But So when you go in there, he takes you up to this dude who's supposed to be the translator. He's not a translator. It was actually a guy he met in prison who told him about this book. <laughs> And the guy's like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, I just, you were annoying me with your righteousness, so I figured it would be a funny joke to do it. And he's like, oh, but, 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 but spare me, spare me, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you somebody who could probably help you. It's a hermit. Where I got, where I heard the book came from, it's a hermit up in, and I think it was on Scylla. So, I mean, obviously, me and Vicar Max killed that motherfucker. Yeah. After, after he gave us the information that we needed. And he was like, and then Vicar Max, like, pulls me aside, and he's like... I apologize for what happened back there. Sometimes I just need to... Uh, it felt good to sate my primal appetite for violence or something like that. Like, I was like, yeah, you're God welcome, damn. dude. No worries. No worries, bro. Goddamn. So, yeah. His, his, his story so, is Sounds just like wild. my playthrough. You end, up, you end up going to the hermit's house, and she makes you... I had Felix with us, so it was me, Vicar Max, and Felix go into this room. We all inhale these hallucinogens, start tripping balls. We see Vicar Max's dead mother... Who's talking to him and telling him that like he's leading his life all wrong? That's why. And then he and then he hallucinates his own self, but he's hallucinating the self that he sees himself as, not his true self. And dude, it was wild. That sounds wild. Wild. And I completely missed that whole spider <laughs> yeah. web side quart, like side art. Yeah. Like, and that's and that's one of the things I like about these kinds of games is like you you have the choice. Like, yeah. You have choices. You can weave your own path through the way you want to do it. Oh, I had choices. I only took one route. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is going to be done my way, and it's going to be done brutal. Like, um, so the next, I think the next, the next companion that you came upon was Ellie, I believe, and I think you missed her too. Right? I I don't even recognize that name. I don't even think I okay, ran into yeah. Ellie. She was in the med bay. Um, you go in there, and she's trying to get to somebody. The else. med bay on Groundbreaker. On Groundbreaker, yes. Oh, sorry. I I only ran in the. I, was she the doctor that you talked to for like a side quest? Or um, no, no, that no. was that was like Wanda something. I think. No, yeah this this chick is a. She's uh, the only one I talked to. <laughs> well, um, you just you end up uh, settling a debt for a girl who's hiding in the med bay. Oh and, no! And then once you do that, uh, Ellie, which is the girl who was trying to get in there to get the money. Um, yeah. Ellie will join you, uh, join up with you, and then you end up. Uh, the quest for her doesn't open up until you go to Byzantium, and her parents live in Byzantium. So you didn't see any of this quest. Okay, so <laughs> you you take her to her parents' house. Yeah, and she wants you to really play it up like you guys are big badasses, and like like when you, when you walk in, you have the the option to. Uh, be like when they're like hi nice to meet you to you you have the option to spit on the floor and be like nice house nick i'll take some of it with me when i leave uh-huh. you know, like like you know play the badass that is totally so, my character totally my character was so, the straight up badass like. so come to find out that ellie's parents because she had left and she didn't want they didn't want to have to explain that their daughter ran off to be a 
like a mercenary type person or like a an outlaw. Mm. They said that she bought some like twelve inch heels and tripped and broke her neck. And Ooh. then they they've been like their house is super nice and everything. And she's like, wait a minute, where'd you get all this money? They've been collecting her life insurance. Oh shit. So then that pisses her off, and you guys you, leave. You kill her. <laughs> well, so I killed her parents, and then she left my group. So I reloaded and didn't kill her parents no. until late. Until later, but I'll get to that. So, so I uh, basically went into, took her to back to Monarch to uh, Cascadia, where you go up into the little town in the cave. You know what I'm talking about? Like the town that was in the cave area. Nope. All right. Well, one of the side. <laughs> See, I really, s- I really didn't do too much on this game. Like I stayed straight storyline. Very few side quests. Like. All right. Well, uh, you go in there and you switch around the broker. The chick's like, well, you can't. The only person that can switch the life insurance beneficiary is the person whose life insurance policy it is, and she's dead. So I looked at the chick and said, "I'll give you three thousand bits or whatever so i'll give you three thousand bits to change it and she's like all right <laughs> what name do i need to put down oh yeah so we ended up switching over that was her companion quest which is pretty cool but i liked um, i liked the bribing part of this game that came in handy for some parts yeah you get caught stealing you just be like you saw nothing <laughs> there was that the, the one time it failed me and god i was pissed about this is in byzantium and had to go into the restricted section and, of course, the guard stops me, and it's like, this is the restricted section. Only authorized people are supposed to be back here. If you're not authorized, they're going to kill you on site. So I was like, all right, I'll try this bribery thing. Well, I'll give you 2,771 bits to just pretend this never happened. Bitch took my money, and then as soon as I turned around, I got shot by, like, 12 people. Like, <laughs> Oh, man. Took my was money that- and then killed, like... 10 seconds after was that the uh was that the place where you had to go talk to that crazy actor dude who was like locked in that house no no okay you might have not had to do that because i know you took a different path than i did at one point but then the other the other uh companions weren't really i don't know they were all right like you get the sam unit that's in your ship like you could yeah. have taken that out as a camp uh companion um and then you get neoka which is the the chick with the crazy pink hair who helps you out and she's a drunk yeah. Oh, um, you run into her at what? Uh, on Monarch, I be- right? I believe in Monarch, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, she was the one who wanted to escort me to that one place, and I was like, I don't have time for you. Just tell me where I need to go. Like, okay, yeah, see, if you would have let her escort you, she'd have become one of your companions. Oh, yeah. See, didn't have time for that. Like, her, her, her side story was kind of cool. I ended up having to kill a uh, Manta Queen oh, at the end of it. Yeah. Which, Which, by the way, did you run into a Mega Manta Queen? Because yes. Because I ran into a Mega Manta Queen and was like, Holy Yes, I did. shit. The Mega Manta Queen, and that was a respawn like moment for me. That was like, oh, it's a Mega Manta Queen, <laughs> and I'm dead. Reload last save point. Like, <laughs> that does not surprise me. If you haven't caught on yet, I died a lot in this game. <laughs> like... I didn't die much, but that Manta Queen did kill me once. Yeah, no, I, I died, like, all the time. I, I probably didn't play this game to the capabilities that you were supposed to use it, like the like the time-slowing mechanism, like the TDD or whatever. Love it. I never used it. Love it. I never oh. I never touched it. Like, I just... It made my life so easy. I just went in guns blazing, bringing the, the heavy hammer of my justice down. Oh, it'll be interesting to see you play Fallout then. I wonder if you will use the VAT system. <sighs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Like, we'll see. We'll see. The I will tell you that the most of the times that I died were just poor judgment of, yeah, I could survive that if I jump off this. <laughs> oh, so yours were more like environmental deaths instead oh, yeah. of like, yeah. I completely underestimated this group of enemies. Like, I can climb up that without falling off. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. No, it doesn't work. Um, uh, the, the, the other uh, companion that you get is Felix. And he joins as you're leaving the Groundbreaker, which Groundbreaker yeah. is like a ship in space that's almost just like a... It's a space station. 
Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a space station. It's a pretty cool little place. I really like the uh, the aesthetic of this game. Yeah, I, I didn't spend too much time on the Groundbreaker, just enough to go in there, talk to Gladys, have her try to charge me 10,000 bits after doing, like, two side quests for her. So I just shot her in the face. Like, I killed her to everyone in her room, took her shit, and left. When I, uh, the sublight place, you know, sublight, uh, you know, if you didn't spend much time in there, you probably didn't go in there. So there was a sublight contractor place they, like, deal with scrapping and salvage and stuff like that sending me on these missions that weren't that had nothing to do with scrapping or salvage so obviously it was a covert or a cover yeah like a front business and i ended up finding a space station that had been abandoned and was full of this gas that they were researching and these uh, scientists like in stasis and all kinds of crazy stuff, and uh, it turns out I get to the very end of it, and it's like an alien conspiracy, and they send you to this uh, lab, and you find this doctor at the very bottom, and uh, talking to you're you're sent there to kill her, like the lady from Sublight's, like I want you to find this bitch and put a bullet through her head. Yeah, fun. And I'm like, all right, so I showed up, but being the way that I was playing, I wanted to hear both sides, so I listened to the doctor, and the doctor's like. Uh, I think they misread what we've been doing because we're only trying to figure out how to grow food that is sustainable for us to survive on because if you haven't noticed, everybody's fucking starving. Yeah. So I told her, I'll let you live under one condition if you go and work with Phineas Wells. And like without missing a beat, she's like, deal. And the guard next to her is like, doctor, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And the guard's like, wait a minute. He goes, hold on, hold on. He goes, you guys, everything that was just said in this room was way beyond uh, our security clearance. Hell, it's beyond my security clearance. Give me one good reason that I should let you go. And my response was like, because I'm about to save the fucking world. Uh, and he was like, all right, good enough. <laughs> or you could or you could just be like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. You know, that, that, was the, like, that was like the exact opposite of my playthrough where you were like – trying to listen to both sides of the story like the very moment that the like the board wants you to work for them okay bet what do you need me to do it's like oh we need you to find <laughs> this person do you want oh, me to kill the, them if fuck the you, board yeah it's like it's like you, you need to find this person for us track down track down this person it's like do you want me to kill them it, it's up to you okay i'm gonna kill them like I'm gonna kill them. <laughs> so to, to wrap it up when i left the doctor's lab and i went back to sublight in groundbreaker i go up to the office and everything and i walk in and the lady's like did you kill the bitch and i'm like no actually i just uh no she's i think you misunderstood like what they were doing over there and the lady's just like that's disappointing a contractor that grew a fucking heart well huh. she's like here's your severance pay don't ever come back here again oh she would have loved me so, I channeled my inner you, I saved the game, I went into tactical time dilation, and I blew the head off of her and her four guards before anyone moved, which was the cool thing about tactical time dilation, your companions wouldn't even be able to draw their guns before I had everyone dead in the room. Yeah. Um, See, and if I would have known you could have no used that feature like that, I, w- I probably would have used it more, but it's just... I messed around with it early in the game and didn't really get the gist of it. So I was just like, fuck it. Guns blazing the whole time. Right. So, you know, at the at the end of this game, which we'll, we'll touch on the very end real quick with the, the cut scene at the end. I know the, the things that you see change based on the way you played the game. And I know you went down a completely different path than I did. Oh, yeah. Whereas I saved Phineas Wells and you killed him. Oh, yeah. I one-shotted that dude the second I could. Like... Open that door, boom, <laughs> gone. I don't even think his body like stayed intact. I think I hit him and he exploded into bits. Like poor Phineas, man. He was just trying to help people. Hey, I was just trying to help the board. You know. <laughs> they they offered me riches and fame and everything in Byzantium. Fucking taking it. I'm a mer- I'm a true mercenary. Uh, the highest hated, dollar. The highest dollar. I hated Byzantium. 
I loved Byzantium. I love Byzantium. That was probably my favorite world in this whole game. Like, it looked the coolest, but everyone there was assholes. Not to me. They all loved me. The the movies the like the movie director guy that I ran into when I first got there loved me. Paid me lots of money to shoot a bunch of people in a movie audition. I walked into some random store and this lady's like, "You got shit going on. Do you want to be a model?" It's like, "Fuck yeah, I'll be a model." And I ran into like another person. It's like, "You look awesome." Why don't you come and do this for me? We'll pay you good money. Okay, I will sign up for this shit too. I didn't actually do any of their side quests, <laughs> but they paid me. Like, I uh, I just didn't like it, man. But in my in my final little, you know, video at the end, it's telling me. Oh, spoilers! By the way, uh, we should have said that at the beginning. But I mean, I assumed I'll put it in the in the show notes that um, it's playing that Phineas is successfully able to revive some of the scientists that were aboard the hope and they are, uh, then they work together to get everyone else unfrozen. And Phineas does not live to see all of the colonists revived. Um, but the scientists that he revived and taught his, his knowledge while he was alive continued on his legacy. Yeah. And then it, it ran through other stuff like, uh, Parvati, if you would have done her companion quest, um, she ends up falling in love with June the girl who runs Groundbreaker and they uh, become a couple and it's real cute. Like you help them set up their first date and like you go take Pravati to go get a, like some soap so she can clean up and some, a good dinner and then some nice clothes and like all of this different stuff is, it's really, it's really sweet. Like honestly, Pravati was one of my favorite companions ever. Yeah. Um, so it was really cool to see her story wrap up. And then in the ending credits, that it basically gave her and June Lei a happy ever after. It was nice. Um, so where I was talking about where it'll come back, when I went back to Byzantium and had to go into that actor's building, I just started mowing down guards because I just wasn't going to try to talk my way through it, which made all of the guards in Byzantium hostile to me, which made everyone hostile to me. So I just started killing everyone I saw. So, without Ellie with me, I went back and killed Ellie's parents for pissing me off earlier in the game. And then in the end credit scene, it said that when Ellie found out that you killed her parents, she left the group and became a different person, like, all this type of stuff. So, like, they didn't let it just slide because I did it without her and my party. She wouldn't know about it. No, she found out. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. But the sublight, it said that basically sublight contractors fell apart. They're not a thing anymore because of me killing the head of it and there's nobody to run it and yeah. i was like hey fuck them yeah so you actually um, lost a companion based on your actions yes okay i thought i was gonna lose uh parvati at one point but i just intimidated her into staying my companion when you killed one homeboy in the salt tunic place no it's not that it's uh i had to go back when i joined the board and really chose to follow the board storyline this is where we diverged one of the missions was i had to go back to edgewater and kill everyone literally everyone in the town oh, of man. edgewater yeah um that was fun it was really fun <laughs> I, I, I had to go back to the uh geothermal plant and change the code on the auto mechanicals to view humans as the enemies so the auto mechanicals went into edgewater killed everyone and then i had to go in and eliminate all the auto mechanicals i had to literally leave edgewater completely empty like oh man but that was it didn't take long to have the auto mechanicals kill everyone i sat around that computer in the geothermal plant for about five minutes just diddling around and then I switched the code back. I switched the code back to auto mechanicals target auto mechanicals. So when I showed up into the town, they were literally fighting each other. So I just sat back and watched them kill each other. And then <laughs> that's, that's I spent fantastic. the next like half hour pillaging the entire town. Like I went into that. every available building, every available house, raided every resource that I possibly could. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So I, I got to know, um, did you, did you, well, I guess you probably didn't really. Did you do any of the faction quests on Monarch? No, I don't think so. Okay. So there were three. There were the MSI. The oh, I the MSI. Yeah. And the Iconoclast. Yeah. Which, okay. The I, Iconoclast. Uh, I helped the MSI. I helped the MSI. I, so uh, 
Yeah, the, the the MSI was like, fuck the iconoclasts. We're going to end them. So first, it starts off, you meet the guy up at the top of the, the, the mountain, right? The the Devil Horn Mountain. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't get my radio broadcast out because of these two fuckers, the MSI and the Iconoclasts. Well, the first place I go is the Iconoclasts. And as soon as I get greeted by the lady at the front gate... And she's like, oh, we're like this religious commune thing. And I'm like, you're a fucking cult. You're all going to die. So yeah. <laughs> she tells me where the, the, the head boss guy is. And I'm like, all right, I'm not even going to talk to this guy. As soon as I see like the, the, the identifier on the screen showing that he's close, I get to the top of the stairs, but I don't go quite over and aim a headshot in and down in one shot. Just kill him before i even dialogue that didn't even get to talk to him didn't even get to talk to him gun goes off achievement like quest completed like silence the icono class and Love from it. then they hated me i spent the rest of the time on monarch helping the msi like eliminate all of the icono classes like so i i ran quests to help sonjar and the msi yeah and then i also did quests to help out the icono class oh and um so I helped out MSI and I helped out um, the Iconoclast as well. And r- running missions for the Iconoclast, um, Graham was his name. Um, you come, you come to find out that like he's a bit fucking wacko. Yeah. Obviously, you know he's running the cult, and his right hand man, who's, well, actually, I should say right hand woman, is Zora. Zora. Yeah. She's got she's got a level head on her shoulders. She died too. Well, she. <laughs> Damn it, man. I, I cleared well, out entire buildings. I cleared out entire towns. I so, was the death. I was the rider on the white horse. Like, <laughs> I am the pale horse named Death. Yeah, that that was um, me. Well, so you do some quests for him, and you start realizing Zora starts to realize that Graham is only in this to spread his message. He's really just kind of using people and not caring if they die. He just wants to get his message of whatever the fuck out there, right? So you go to a a meeting where you're supposed to, uh, you go in there and really you're going to kill Graham and Zora stops you and she's like, I don't think, or you actually, you have a choice to kill Graham or to, to help Graham. And she comes up and she's like, I don't think Graham can handle this, you know, uh, what, what you're going on through and everything. And she, she sends you to find this information. So you go and find this, um, data cartridge that's got stuff on it proving that Graham had, was behind the massacre that had happened in Amber Heights, which is where they were staying, uh, where, they, where they were located at, which was why that there was a town there now. is because all this happened where he had let pirates in, gave them the gate codes, and they slaughtered the entire fucking Amber Heights. Um, so Zora finds this out and says that she wants to take over. So you guys go up and confront Graham. Yeah. And it comes down to it that he's like, no, basically, you're going to have to kill me, motherfucker. So we killed that motherfucker, and Zora took over. So then I got Sonjar and Zora to meet at a neutral location <laughs> yeah, and and have a, uh, a debate, really. And I moderated it and actually fucking succeeded and made them join forces, and they became, like, this big powerhouse at the end during the credits. They were like, these two have really done wonders, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. So I took the complete opposite route of that as you. Yeah, <laughs> except we, sure. Except we, we, but we both ended up having to kill crazy crazy religion, man. Yeah, for um, sure. I, I actually didn't watch the uh, end credit cutscene after I completed that last mission. Having to take, Real? yeah, having to take care of the little guy. He, he uh, distracted okay. me from it. He distracted Makes me from sense. it. But I just looked it up, and apparently, just all the smaller colonies die or whatever. But reading into the different endings of this game, I'm pretty sure that my stats were just right. That I could have ended up with the dumb secret joke ending. There's a dumb secret joke in there? Yes, if your intelligence score is low enough, which mine probably was because I never put any points into intelligence, (laughs) and I also acquired the flaw, the permanent concussion, which lowered my intelligence points even more, is if if your intelligence points are low enough at the end of the game, you will skip the 
hope into the sun. Like, <laughs> so you just crash the ship into the sun and end everything. Like That's fucking tremendous. Since I missed it, didn't get to watch it, taking care of the little guy, like and knowing that my stats were that low, I might have hit that secret ending and didn't even realize it. And it would have been a fitting <laughs> end to my character, just gone out in a blaze of glory. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. We're, we're, we're going to do this. We're going to take out the sun, <laughs> fly this ship head on into it. Like, um, when now, when you flew to, did you have to go to the labyrinth? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when you landed there, did, did they give you shit? Did you have to talk to the people trying not to let you on? Uh, I talked to, since I had gone the route of the board, they were like, uh, we were told you're on your way. Are you are you here to help us? And it's like, yeah, I'm here to help you. Like, why else would I be here? They're like, okay, well, we're pinned down here. It's like, well, fucking fight your way out and meet me up here. But but we we can't do that. Fucking use to intimidate. And it's like, if you don't fight your way up here, I will find you and kill you myself. And he's like, actually, you know what? I believe you. So we'll beat you by your ship. And sure as shit, they they were there waiting for me. They were waiting for me. Like that's awesome. I used intimidate a lot through this game. Like yeah, I, I used perception a lot. See, I, I persuasion not so much. Oh, lying, that's what I mean, persuasion. Yeah, the persuasion I didn't really use that much. The lying I used quite a bit, but the intimidate was like my go-to. Like. I was Man, so, just a bad bitch, and nobody fucked with me. Like, I don't know if you oh, noticed that's right. this, but... You made like, a girl. That's right. I yeah, forgot I you did. played through as a woman. I did. That's right. Um, I did, like, I don't know if you noticed this through your playthrough, because you did a lot of the side quests, and you took a lot of the sides. Like, you listened to yeah. both sides of the story or whatever, but once I started working on just, like, one side and one side storyline, my character started gaining a reputation of being brutal. Like... Every time I would meet that next NPC that would have a dialogue of it is like I've heard about you. You get things done kind of well. Like but <laughs> they'd show some restraint and some fear. Like this game picked up that I leave no survivors. Like Yeah. It's it's really cool how you're you you have like that reputation thing. Yeah. And that plays really big in Obsidian's uh game Fallout New Vegas too, is that there's yeah. all these factions and like you build reputation with those factions and they will recognize you. Okay. Uh, depending on what you know level of that you're at. And that's one thing I really like about Obsidian is that they pay to the they pay attention to those little details. Yeah. Because to me, that's that's immersion and I'm all about immersion. You know? Yeah, if, if if I'm assuming New Vegas is on our list, right? Yes, it is. Okay. Whenever that comes up or whatever, and it does follow your reputation, I'm assuming mine's going to be just similar to this playthrough of the Outer Worlds. Like, and I think that's cool that they follow how you play the game. Like, yeah, because it leaves it open to you could you could replay that game and see a completely different, almost a completely different game, and it's the same game, but you're just playing it differently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like when, every time I played Fable, like or any of the Fable series, like where your actions lead to a different branch of gameplay. Hey, that that could be added to the list. There is Fable PC releases for those games. Are there? Interesting. At, le- at least the first one. At least yeah. the first one. I, I know they are planning. I think I saw rumors that they are going to be announcing a Fable Four for the new Xbox console. Well, maybe you'll finally be able to plant that acorn and grow it into a tree like they promised in Fable uh, 1. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, dude, don't get me wrong. Like, that would have been really cool back then. But, like, dude was just overhyping, uh, just trying to uh, do more than they could. You know, and it's nothing on him. He was trying to make his game sound. Don't get me wrong. I fucking love Fable. That's a great yeah. game. But yeah, the no. game promised to be more than it was. Yeah. They and it being like a title, like it was, and not just like an ever expanding universe. They they had the time to really pro like work on the promises that he made with the franchise in future releases, but didn't really focus on them all too much. Yeah. Is whereas like No Man's Sky, when that released, everyone was super pissed because it had like none of the elements that the creators talked about. But you look at the game now with all of the updates they put out, it's like. This game is everything that they promised, and it's only going to get better with every and future more. update. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, and that dude, I use that game as my sole 
um, description for someone when they're asking me like, oh, well, what do you mean by like there's a you know a game devs need to be dedicated to their product? I'm like, dude, look at what they did with No Man's Sky. They were dedicated to putting out that product. They had to release it early to take advantage of the hype. People got pissed. So yeah. What have they done? They've released all of their updates for free. No yep. extra charges, nope. no microtransactions, none of that yep. bullshit. None of it. And their their game has become fantastic. Yeah. And they just released they just released a eight gigabyte update or so that was cross play and a bunch of different patches to fix cross play between systems, which is awesome. Yeah. But it's like yeah. I remember it, it came out and it had like eight million buys, ten million players or something like that. And then within the first week it had like dropped down to like a hundred thousand. Dude, and it was, slowly built back up. It's slowly built back up with every update. It's getting better and better, and people are coming back to this game. Like they may never have to come out with like a sequel to this game as long as they keep doing these patches and these update to it. But this game is going to live on forever and have a cult status. Uh, like oh, dude, yeah. I, I remember seeing like Reddit articles before there was even actually like a like kind of like a multiplayer. People set up like a multiplayer type forum on Reddit so that they can just like use a certain space station as a bank for resources and shit like that. Like they yeah, had a I, I full forgot what fledged, they called it, like the Nexus or something. Yeah, they had like a full fledged like internet following and they used it to communicate with each other whether you can do it in the game or not they did it and like and that came from the game that at one point you know steam keeps track of how many people are playing games at any given time yeah like online and stuff dude no man's sky had one player yeah i believe there was it. one day it had one player in the whole world and i was I, like holy shit i believe it and now that guy is probably the top, top shit in the fucking game. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. It's dedication right there. Yeah, that's also on our list, man. I can't wait till that comes yeah, up. Yeah, no, I can't wait for that to come up either. But. Although I don't even really know how you, you cover that game. I mean, I, there is story to it. There is a storyline to it now. There is. There so. is. There was a little bit of a storyline when it first came out, too, having to... You could either fully explore these these planets and try to unlock all of the secret words on that planet and try to find all of the different waypoints, or you could just try to get off the planet as fast as fucking possible and move on to the next one. Like, yeah, there, there's huge depth to that game that nobody in this lifetime, without like some sort of mod playing the game for them, will never be able to complete 100% because there's just it's so no. fucking big. Like, it is feasibly impossible to see probably even a fraction of the amount of that game. Yeah, that that was eighteen over eighteen or over twenty quintillion planets. That's something that's just insane. Yeah, I mean, I was hoping they would have more. As far as the pla- like, I don't know what uh, all the updates have done. Not enough for you. No, no, it's the the planets were all generic. They you would run into the same planets yeah. over and over again. That, I was hoping that they would have like you come across some of these un- uninhabited planets where there's nothing but just like alien creatures, flora and fauna. But I wanted to see one where you come across like a robot planet. It's super built up, super like all cybernetics. Then you come across like a human planet where it's so, got like. That's I wanted one to of their see planned uh that's one of their planned updates eventually is adding colonies. That would be fucking great. Like that's what it needs yeah. to happen. Like that um, would make it a true like universal science fiction game is having the ability to run across other things like that. Now, I do know that there is a mod for PC and I don't actually don't know if it's up to date anymore, but I used to use it um that legit did some sort of math behind the scenes and made it to where every planet you landed on would look different. No yeah. two planets would look the same. And it was it was cool, but it like it was really taxing on my old graphics card. Yeah. <laughs> but I haven't tried it with this new graphics card yet. Yeah. Um but real quick, what, back to uh, Outer Worlds. Yeah, back to Outer um, Worlds. We got sidetracked. That <laughs> happens. When I when I landed on uh, Labyrinth and instead of them being like, "Hey, you're here to help us, right?" They're just like, "Hey, you're not supposed to be here." We've flagged your ship. You can't leave until you pay the fine. And the fine is 5,000 bits. And then I said, go fuck yourself. And he's like, oh, and disrespecting an officer. That's another 200. You're up to 5,702 bits plus death. Oh, well, here's 5,200 and go fuck yourself. Like. <laughs> yeah, basically, I told him to go fuck himself again. And then, and then he's like, he said something else. And I used lie. And I was like, 
do you not know who I am? Are you serious? I'm going to have your fucking job. And Eddie comes back. Oh, oh, is that? Oh, I'm sorry. My screen was blurry. He goes, I see it. I see it's you now, sir. Now that I can hear you, I totally know it's you. Sorry about that. He's like, yeah, and I was I, like, "Damn right, motherfucker!" Let yeah, me out of this. <laughs> I, I bitched out a, a lot of people like that through this gameplay. But just like, do you not know who I am? Like, do you know why I'm here? Okay, well, we'll just I'll just completely change my demeanor now that you've threatened me, like threatened my <laughs> life. Like, so I start running through and I start getting swarmed by corporate guards. Um, but then all of a sudden, MSI and Iconoclast start coming out of nowhere to help me. And Groundbreaker comes pulling in behind me, and people off Groundbreaker come in. So I've got like this fucking army running with me, and we just stormed that place, just See, mowing people down. that's cool. I had no Groundbreaker help. The corporate helped me from the get-go, because I told them I would kill them myself if they didn't help me. Yeah. <laughs> We ran like the first people that we ran into were rioting prisoners, took them out easily. And then like third or fourth deck in as you're climbing through the pit, run into the iconoclasts and they're fucking pissed at me because I slaughtered their people like they were fucking livestock. (laughs) Mow through them. The corporate stuck with me all the way until we ran into pretty much the robot warden. Oh yeah, you 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 had some trouble with that, and uh, I'll let yeah. you tell your 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 story first before I get to how I did it. Yeah, that motherfucker. Um, get up there, Doctor Wells comes across the screen, and he's like, "You dumb bitch! I told you to skip the Hope to Terror too, and you skipped it to fucking Tartarus." And I was like, "Go fuck yourself, buddy! Like you're crazy." <laughs> I I'm just doing who, doing the job of whoever's going to pay me more. And he's like, "Well, fuck you. I've programmed the robot warden to kill you if you even try to come after me or save the adjunct um the adjunct admiral or whatever she was." Yeah. And I was like, "Bet this is going down." This robot warden was a fucking asshole. Not only was it like a giant mech it was carrying one of those mechanized riot shields. And every Ooh. time you get the health down a certain amount, eight combat drones would come out at the same fucking time. Jesus so Christ. not only did I have to deal with this giant asshole mech with a riot shield, I had eight combat drones all fucking going at me at the same time. And of course, That's my two ridiculous. companions and of course, my two companions go down like fucking wrestling referees touched by the breeze like they they go down within like the first minute and then they would stay down because you can't get a break from the combat they they won't re they won't respawn their health unless you get a break from the combat so which is a pain over and over and over probably a good 20 restarts on this scenario because these fucking drones and this mech are just they're awful. They were awful. It took me so many. I rage quit a couple times. Had to walk away from the laptop. Like this, this isn't happening. And I was like, I probably didn't do enough side quests. I probably am not a high enough level. <laughs> like, but I finally did it. I figured it out. And I was like, fuck you, saving the game immediately. And then I thought, like, okay, that was tough. That can't be the final boss of this game. Sure as shit was. <laughs> like, yeah. I yeah, go through game... the door, walk up the stairs, there's Phineas Wells. As soon as the door opens, he pulls his gun and fucking boom, headshot. Dude explodes into a million pieces. End of game. Like, that, that is my one complaint about this game is that it kind of just ends. Yeah. You know what I mean? It kind of just ends. But I, uh, the way I did it was I come walking into that room and the leader of the board pops up and she's like, well, my robot warden here uh, is going to fuck you up, and it's going to kill you, and then we're going to kill Phineas Wells. And I was like, uh, no, fuck you ain't. So she's like, well, if you can get through the ro- robot warden, good luck, we'll, we'll talk. Yeah. So I'm standing in that room, and I'm looking at the screen. I turn to my right, and there's a door. So I go over, and I lockpick my way through the door. I go through the door. That's the door I probably couldn't hack. Like. There's there's a terminal in there, so I go over to the terminal, and I click the terminal. It says eighty hack or something to. Yeah, I should have kept my ha- I should have kept my hack up. Like I, I rechanged my stat points before going into that final mission, 
And I, I oh, lowered brutal. my, I, I only put my hack at like 50 or 60. I didn't think I would need it. If I would have oh, kept man. it up, I would have, I would have hit that computer. I would have fucking hit it and it would have been over. So two of the, two of the skills that I randomly had at 100 were, uh, hack and science. And it just so happened that on that computer, it was a hack 80, a hack 100, and then a science 100. And I passed all three of them and that robot just dropped dead. Yeah, didn't see, even have to fight him i wouldn't have been able to do that <laughs> um doing some reading about this game where you had to hack the computer to shut him down and i died a million times trying to take the fucker down yeah. there was a third option that you could have manipulated through dialogue to get please, please tell me it's you get to jump on the robot's back and ride him valiantly into the final battle no absolutely not before <laughs> you even get that far while you're talking to dr wells over the screen, if you had chose to go with the board, yeah, you can talk Doctor Wells into killing himself and ending the whole thing there. Oh, that's fucking morbid. That's awesome, yeah, though. Yeah, but you could use <laughs> like if your persuasion was like at a ninety, or your intimidate was at like a ninety, which mine oh, I... were mine were set for that. Mine, like I did a little bit of reading, no spoilers or anything, but I just did a little reading about that last mission. And they're like, set up your set up your persuasion skills, set up your intimidate skills, like put them at a ninety or higher. And that's what I did. And like, if you go about the dialogue right with Doctor Wells during that dialogue scene, you can actually yeah. tell him like, hey, this is a lost cause, buddy. It's like you're gonna die one way or another. Either you can do it yourself, or I can do it for you. And if you do the dialogue <laughs> right he will do it himself and it just like ends there like you the the robot warden's never activated you can run right by him go unlock the um the agent admiral or whatever she is and rescue her and end of game like see the the end of my game after after i had taken down that robot warden and everything i just ran in there and i opened that door and there sat that lady and her four guards and it was like being in sublight all over again i just hit tactical time dilation and all <laughs> of their heads were gone cuz i had my shotgun by the end of this game my shotgun was doing like i think 1300 damage see that's like, yeah, ridiculous yeah you did a lot of tinkering and a lot of modifying and shit i yeah. think my strongest weapon at the end of the game only did like 256 points of damage well, okay, so my strongest weapon was a fucking uh, pistol that I had that was burst shot. It would go like, drah, drah. Yeah. but it had uh, it had corrosive ammunition. I don't know what the fuck was up with this pistol, but I had tinkered it to be up to the level that I was at or whatever, and it was doing 2,400 damage. Damn. It was like 2,400 DPS. I was like, that is insane. Yeah. I think I had it, like a level 30 plasma rifle, and that was my go-to, and it did like 240, 250 points of damage, but th 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 that's a fucking BB gun compared to the guns you were putting together. Like, Yeah, man, I uh, I did a lot of modifying and tinkering, just fucking around with different things just to check it out. And, and it's... See, I, that's where I failed, where you did all the side quests and you did everything. You probably loaded up on bits and equipment and everything. Yes, sir. Me just doing storyline, that shit was so few and far between that I was like, fuck it. I'm just throwing on whatever I have. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I think in total I spent like 67 million bits. Yeah, I probably... I probably didn't even earn a hundred thousand bits in my entire playthrough. Like, <laughs> I earned like nothing. Everything that I earned in that game, I stole off the corpses of my enemies. Like, so one thing I did do was pop back in to a save that I had made like a few hours back earlier today, and just played a couple more missions. But I cheated and gave myself max money. So whenever I would find new gear, I would tinker it to the full amount. Yeah. Like all the way up and the guns I would tinker all the way up. So when I got towards the end, I didn't finish the game again, but like once I got towards the end, dude, I had spent three hundred million bits. That's how much I had tinkered up and stuff. So like really you would have to work hard at this game to really upgrade all of your stuff. Yeah. It's like yeah. I got lucky going through the labyrinth, I found uh some armor sets that gave me like eighty one armor and like eighty one helmet and everything and then as you got further in the storyline the weapons got got stronger higher in level like i ended this game as a level 23 like i literally hit level 23 when i rescued the agent admiral like 
that was it. That was it. Like I was, uh, I was level twenty nine, and uh, I think I was at sitting pretty at twenty four hours and like thirty seven minutes or something like that. Time, play time. Oh man, I don't. I think I was at like sixteen hours. Sixteen. Yeah. Goddamn, blaze through it, man. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, fucking spider, no spider web side quests. Like story, yeah. story, story. Like I knew this was going to be like one of those like Skyrim type games. It's like where if you get caught up in the side missions, you're going to be there forever. So I was just like, fuck it. We need to get this game done for the episode. I'm not going to spend <laughs> more than this amount of time on it. Let me get this done. This this is a game that I'm definitely going to keep like on my hard drive and jump into on some some days where i just need something to do and probably replay it with a different mindset and actually do the spider the spider web side quests and all that yeah like, I, last night i i was playing it and it was like four or five this morning and i was like all right i'm, I'm done with the side quest so once i had gotten to byzantium i pretty much stopped doing the side quest other i wrapped up my companion quests um i finished off my uh faction quests and i told that lady oh yeah i'll be your model and then never went and saw her again (laughs) i mean that's uh, what that's what i did too but like where you did all the side quests for every other world before byzantium byzantium was like the only place i did side quests for i was like here are my people these are the people with money these are the people that i am being the brutal mercenary i am to be like it's funny about that we we basically played this game polar opposite except that's that's fantastic that's how we should like try to we shouldn't set like specifically tell each other we're gonna play these games different but i love that us playing the same game and we see how each other plays it at the end of the playthrough when we talk about it and Mm -hmm. just know that we're two different types of gamers like you got you who is like 100% 100% a gamer and is into the story and the, the immersion and everything doing all these side quests and me the casual gamer it's like well fuck I don't have the time for this let me fucking just railroad this shit like <laughs> yeah man but you know that's, that's like I said that's the thing I love about RPG games yeah you know it's it's to each their own and that's that's the way I always you know look at life you know I tell everybody like whatever floats your boat don't let it sink your boat. That yeah. is my motto. Yeah. And I, I know that's the way with video games too. It's like, dude, if you like, you know, MOBA games, then play MOBA games. Just like, don't be like those people who were playing, you know, World of Warcraft for days straight and then drop dead. You know, yeah. it, it comes with the balance. But being able to go into a game and kind of weave your own story within the story yeah. is something that I really hold highly when it comes to games. So yeah. like if I was gonna if I was gonna give this one out of ten starships, I would give it a solid eight point five. That's not bad. I'm I'm gonna go seven point five. Okay. Fair seven, fair, yeah, enough. Seven, fair enough. It's it's a good game. It's a great game. Just I didn't put enough time into it for like a higher score it didn't like capture me enough to get me to do all the side quests like yeah and i would think that my my extra my extra point probably came from um doing the companion quests yep. and getting more involved getting with them more and, detail on the storyline and like the yeah. story of the game itself probably bumped up your score as compared to mine like you're saying with the rpgs and certain style of games where you can interweave your your play style into the game itself it's like i try to do that on any game i play even if i like pick up nhl 20 and do a create a character mode if i pick the enforcer position for my creative character that's all i'm being i'm going out every game swinging, going out every game swinging trying to pick up as many hits and as many fights as i can like Dude, yes, countless hours me and you spent when I was up there just seeing how many hits we could get per game. It was fantastic. Yeah, but that's one of the things that I love about video games the most. It doesn't matter how the storyline plays or how the gameplay it goes. It's all based on who has the controller. Like, you literally control the aspect of the game. Like, Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. And it's it's, it's like a... uh like a book that you can play or yeah. like a movie that's, you know, that you interact with, but it's a lot longer than just two hours. Yeah. It's quite nice. Well, man, you got any, uh, you got anything else about the outer worlds? Uh, other, other than thank God it was better than corpse party. Oh yeah. No, 
so glad that we didn't have two stinkers in a row. Yes. Well, man, if you if you don't have anything else, then let's uh, let's see if we can wake old Steamy up. Yeah, let, let's get let's get old Steamy going. Hey, Steamy. Hey, buddy. You know it's that time of the week. We gotta bug you for a number. What you got for us? Yeah, give us that game, Steamy. All right, it's looking like it is seven hundred and ten. Thank you, Mister Steamy. We will see you again next time, bud. <laughs> And if I just reference my list real quick, it seems like 710 is The Last Tinker, The City of Colors. Another game I have never heard of before. This is a game that I've never really heard of before. Uh, I got it in a bundle, and I've played a little bit of it just to see what it looked like. And I can tell you it's a very pretty game. Oh. Uh, um, the, the graphical style is very... I call I call it homey. I don't know how to I don't know how to other describe it, but I, I call it just homey. Like it's very uh, comforting. I guess yeah. would be the word. It's a comforting animation style. Um, you'll see what I mean. And everybody talks like the old Nintendo sixty four characters. Yeah. All that jazz. Yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, uh, I've never dove into it, man. So I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. It's uh. I looked it up on howlongtobeat.com just now, and it's saying that for just the storyline, without doing like little extras and collectibles and stuff, it's about six hours long. Yeah. Six so we hours. May, we may be pumping out another episode tomorrow. Like. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, we may we may be uh, putting one out in a day or two, because this is not a very long game. So that'll yeah. be cool, though. You know, give people more to listen to. Um, so, you know, if... You don't have anything else to say about that. I think then we'll just go ahead and throw our social media out there. You can find us on the World Wide Web at Facebook.com slash the Steam Machine Podcast. Or you can pop over to Twitter at Twitter slash Steam underscore podcast. We are available wherever you get your podcasts at. And if you do not know where to get a podcast at or you don't feel like messing with us in any kind of apps or anything, you can also go to YouTube and type in the Steam Machine Podcast and we will show up there as well. Usually about a day or so after the episode. Um, but sometimes I do it on the same night. It just kind of depends on how I'm feeling after I spend the time editing and such. Yeah. But man, we just want to like thank you guys. We've been getting some good feedback about the show, and you know, I, I personally really appreciate it. I know Ryan appreciates it as well. Um, it's for the love, and you know, people checking us out and sharing it, the episodes and things like that. We, we we really appreciate you guys. Yeah, for sure. Thank you all. And I think that's about gonna do it. So he's Ryan. I'm Dalton, and everyone out there, take it easy.